This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody, and happy almost New Year. I'm Francis. I'm Julio. Francis has been blowing that fucking horn for the past 10 minutes. Man, these things are <laughs> are fun for, yeah, for five minutes. Seconds. And then you, then you really get over it. Uh, we are excited to ring in the new year with you, our lovely Oops listeners. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed your holidays and this crazy time of travel and that you've downloaded these episodes to listen as you either wait in traffic or wait for your flight or you're on your flight. And yes. we'll, we'll do our best to, to keep you safe and um, happy as you travel. Safe and happy, baby. Julio, end of the decade. Everyone's talking about it. I am, I'm so glad that it's over, frankly. Not because I necessarily hated it, but I'm glad to be entering into the 20s. The roaring 20s. Because, yeah, dude, what what the fuck? The 10s? The aughts. Well, the aughts is 0 to 10. Oh. And now we're in the, te- the teens. Yeah, the te- but they're not all teens. Because, yeah, yeah, no, but... only, ni- only in 2013 oh, you're right, you're right. does the teens start. I guess you're right. So For it's... all intents and purposes, 11 can be a teen yeah, when it comes to age two... of the right. world. And ironically, <laughs> I think 2010 to 2020 does have, historically, and will have, a pretty strong identity. It's the it's the era of Obama and then Trump. Uh, you know, two very interesting presidents. Let me ask you this though: Can you think of a decade that does not have a strong identity? Um, I can't. I cannot. Dude, I think, I think the nineties need... get get overhyped, but yeah, I don't think the nineties have a strong of an identity. Key word is overhyped. If there's any kind of overhyping, it's because of a strong identity. No, you yeah. think people are trying to oversell the identity of the nineties? I popular. think yeah, no, but I I don't think people necessarily say, "Boy, the nineties were great." I think people say the nineties have more an, of an identity than they actually do. I disagree. Because, dude, come on, what what the the music maybe like, grunge rock, political stability, Michael Jordan, Bill Clinton, OJ. Yeah, that's a lot. That was a very good case you just made in <laughs> five seconds. I was did not see any of those things coming. I, all I could think of was this, yeah, the grunge and like the acid-washed jeans and angst, teenage yeah. angst. Um, MTV. A lot of crime in the 90s. New York was a cesspool. Started to get cleaned up towards, towards I don't know, towards the end, I think. But... um. God, I don't know. Two thousands was nine eleven. The wars. Very, that's very true. And I, I would even argue that, from my own perspective, it's almost like the way art. It's hard to have perspective about art until you are a little bit removed you from need, it. You need space. And I feel it's the same way with decades. I feel like that zero to ten era will 
develop even more of a personality in the next decade. It's possible, but but you're ten right. to twenty. Already. You think the tens into the teens will be remembered as a you know because everyone talks about the 1920s in America as a time of incredible fun, prosperity, uh, prosperity, stock home from World War One. The country was booming, and of course, it comes crashing down in 1929 uh, with Black, uh, whatever that Black Monday was. Friday? It was it Black? Well, I don't remember. No, that was Tuesday. the day the stock Tuesday. Black Tuesday. The, the day the Tuesday. stock market died, it Herber, crashed Herber. in 1929, the the beginning of the Great Depression. So you know, it was almost like, well, you'll have this greatness, but it comes at a price. Uh, you'll have nine years of of incredible fun and, and lavishness. That will you'll have to pay for with a decade of 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 uh, terrible poverty and and all this shit. Mm. So we in the 2010s, would you say that the 2010s into the teens was a decade of prosperity and goodness that we're gonna have to pay for? I mean, listen, you know, it, it coming off the heels of 2008, which was sort of an economic downturn, which big time, second only to maybe the Great Depression. That's what they say. Um, so, you know, we were kind of pulling ourselves out of that and, you know, at any big event that happens like that geopolitical worldwide impacted thing will inevitably affect things. And I think it clearly did politically and, uh, and it set the tone for the next decade for sure. But mm. I will, I, I think that, you know, the stock market is now the highest it's ever been Yep. relatively speaking. I don't know specifically today, but you know what I mean? And we've clearly come back from it. Which is another, this brings up another thing that I was thinking about today. It's like you always hear about these people who lost all their savings. I was watching this, I posted this actually. A, it was a Pizza Hut commercial starring Gorbachev, huh. who was responsible for kind of like uh, ending the Soviet Union. A Pizza Hut commercial, and it's not, and they're speaking Russian the whole time, but then at the end, it's an English narrator. So it was for like Pizza Hut International, but it wasn't for like, this was a fucking Pizza Hut commercial. Mm. And uh, he was saying how he did that for money, but then he lost all his savings and whatever. But I feel like Gorbachev said this. Yeah, huh. he had no money, whatever. So it made me think. Everybody supposedly lost their savings in two thousand eight too. You know what I mean? Which means you know all the stocks halved in value, and all of everybody's money's gone. But if you can hang on to your fucking money, now you have more money than you did before. Then you know what I mean. So I'm just wondering if I'm missing something there. And I know with the Madoff stuff, people literally lost all their money. Okay, but, so but wait, what's your question? My question is. The idea of people losing their wealth during a big economic downturn, does that does that just mean in the short term? And then they get it back? Because eventually the stocks rise to even a greater yeah, value. But here's than the, here's the problem, right? It's that it's not just the stock market, right? I, no, I understand that. that. But when people say their savings were decimated. Yeah. So then, but those savings would theoretically be able to build back up to what they were. If you were able to get a good job again coming out of the the downturn right so the thing and, that, and then yeah. and then replenish your savings by setting aside 10 percent of every paycheck to keep building it back but but those savings that were then decimated would have built back yeah only if you left them in the stock that's market, what i'm saying right if, if you if you have the luxury of doing that like if you let's say that you had a hundred thousand dollars that was invested in uh <laughs> i don't know if whatever fucking in this yeah. in the dow or the S&P 500 right. in 2008 and it crashed and you lost half your value mm -hmm. but you didn't touch it you didn't sell any of your stock right. then yes by now it will have hopefully recovered but 
by fifty percent than it was originally. Yeah, but the problem is that uh, since in in the eleven years since you've had to pay mortgage bills and you've had to pay college tuitions and and right, and right, you've right, had right. to pay healthcare costs. You may have lost your job, and maybe that. you weren't yeah. able to afford any of those things. And so you had to sell a bunch of those stocks you had gotcha, gotcha. at half the price for which, you know, gotcha. they were worth. And that's why, you know, it all affects everything. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, sure. yeah, my whole thing is predicated on the idea that you have the luxury of not being able to touch your savings. Yeah. In a, in a world where nobody is changing their financial situation at all. In, yes. In theory, everybody's recovered by now. Right. But that's just not, but, yeah. not really how it actually plays out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, so I was thinking about that, you know what I mean? Yeah, things appear to be going pretty well with all that stuff. And you got to wonder, like, when is there any way to predict the uh, next downturn? Because it's amazing how, like, people were who, were who were considered the fucking gurus of finance, like Alan Greenspan, the brilliant guy wrote the book on this and that. All of his theories that we all believed in and put all of our stock in, literally and figuratively speaking, have all been completely disproved. He is no longer a person who's respected in that kind of thing. So you always have to wonder, like, when is some shit like that going to happen again? Well, there's no way to know. I remember in AP U.S. history, they told me that cyclically, the United States economy tends to trend toward a big dip every 20 years. Right. Every 20-ish years. Because 1987, there was one. It's a good example. Yeah. The, the, and then 09 or 08. Yeah. So the dot com bubble bursting, I, I, you know, all I don't really I'd have to look at it. But uh, I think basically, you know, right now everyone is saying, like, are we headed for another uh, recession? I feel like it's coming. And, you know, you hear that from a lot of people because, frankly, the the economy is booming in such a way that everyone just is expecting the other shoe to drop. But there's just as much evidence to say that it won't right. as there is to say that it will absolutely um and the job markets are steady incomes are steady right now unfortunately we have to be a little bit more cognizant of realizing that this is a pretty good fucking time amen dude that's so true and for some reason we have this whole thing where we're always made to panic that our impending doom is in our future. Well, unfortunately, it's all politicized, right? The and Democrats news. are trying to make it seem like it's worse because they want Trump out, and then the Republicans are using it. Whatever. We, we're yeah. not political on this podcast. It's but, just dude, that, also the news, too. Like, you ever, and I know yeah. this is like a hacky observation, but it's true. Like, literally, it says breaking news every single time you turn on CNN. Yeah. And it's not, usually. There's no. Some boring fucking, they're voting on agriculture laws. Right. It's not fucking breaking no, news. Nobody dude. cares. Yeah. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. But we have some breaking news on Oops! The Podcast. And that is the year 2020 is going to be one for the ages. 
It's going to be a big one. 2020. Hindsight is 2020. All kinds of puns. Nice round number, 2020. Ooh. Let's set some goals. Let's talk about our resolutions. Uh, Everyone always makes New Year's resolutions, and then they fall apart within two to three weeks. Um, What is your... What are your New Year's resolutions? God, I think my New Year's resolution is that I want to get in shape again. Mm, that's a good one. That's a it's very a common very one. Probably one. the most common, I would say. Probably the most common. The one. most common resolution. I've done it before. I like to think I felt great. Sometimes I forget that it happened during a period of time where I was very unhappy, mm. which made it easier to be like, this is the one thing you can control that I can control. And if I were to fall off the wagon of being in extremely good shape. I don't even want to think about how badly I'll feel because I already feel awful. Oh yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if you scare yourself into me. I feel, but I feel okay. You know what I mean? I feel pretty good besides the fact that I would like to be in better shape. Okay. All right. So, so when you say this, I mean, what's your plan for actually manifesting that resolution? Okay. So I know what has worked for me in the past and I unfortunately have not been able to confront the fact that this has been the only way that has worked for me, but I didn't drink for like four months. I probably drank four times, five times. And for, there was a month and a half where I didn't drink at all. And like at the beginning, and I'm also leaving out the fact that I got the dengue fever in St. Bart's over New Year's. Wow. Which, which really jump-started weight loss. I didn't really eat for like five or six days. And then that whole like being used to drinking on the weekend thing was out of my system. And I also, my immune system was already weak from partying, which is why I think I ended up getting sick. Mm. So that really kickstarted a weight loss thing. And then also I was living in LA for three months, which not drinking culture, everybody's active, there's healthy food everywhere. So I've never really successfully been able to do it in New York. And I'm going to be honest, my chances of failure are high. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. No, you know what we could do? We could do an oops. We related. could do a team like week of. All right, I'll be honest with you. Like uh, I could write out what you guys should do in terms of activity in a week and exercise and then what you should eat. The eating is the thing that I definitely it, just for one week oh and see if we could stick to it. Uh, and we'd come back on the next episode and we'd talk about whether or not you two had held up your end of the bargain. And then you guys could have something for me too. Us guys being Chris, who is our lovely producer who we're thankful for. Right. Well, cause I know Chris, Chris, are you, is a, is a weight loss thing part of your new year's resolution? You've been working on it. You've come a long way since we met. You look so much better. Uh, what's your New Year's resolution? Definitely to lose more weight. Yeah, yeah. Hop awesome. on the wagon, as they say. Yep, they got say it. That. But uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, do you have a specific amount of weight that you'd want to lose? I don't know. I'm just probably gonna go crazy until the summer, and then just see how as much weight lose as much weight as I can. Yeah. I. What if you tried to lose another forty pounds before the summer? You think you could do that? I'm do probably more than that. Because well, I did that. How much in, do you what, need to lose? Months? your mind how much how much do you weigh you don't have to say if you don't want like 280 right now and you want to be what 225 how tall are you five nine all right let's say i know how to do it i just got to do it 
That's not my issue. Because you've lost all this weight, but you've and then I just like petered off doing this all the time, and now I have an excuse. It's like oh, I don't want to go to the gym, and then I start eating, smoking more weed. And yeah, so you know I smoke a lot of weed, and I me. and it causes me to eat stuff too. But if I surround myself with healthy shit, you can almost eat as much of it as that you want. This is an that's Italian. Not, that's no not shot. how it works. It doesn't Dude. matter. I Phil, fucking create things that don't trust exist. me. I've been there. You have to baby proof your apartment from yeah, yourself. Yeah. Well, I don't live in a. One time, I ate an entire jar of jam with a knife. Do you ever eat jam with a knife? Yeah. I, that I, was I, rock I bottom for me. I once ate a block of ramen for a dollar. Just, just raw dog the ramen. Because I was hot. Uh, that yeah. That's bad, dude. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough moment. to chew through. That's bad. Uh, Francis, what are, your, what are your resolutions? You know, I think a lot of it for me comes down to... Uh, to general happiness and appreciation and, and sort of mental health stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's uh, realizing that my life is actually pretty great um, to be more grateful for the people around me and the, the opportunities that I've been given to stop putting so much stock into the day to day ups and downs of stand up comedy to stop being annoyed that, so-and-so club hasn't booked me for enough spots or that I haven't been passed by this place or that this comedian didn't scratch my back after I scratched theirs. Um, and to generally just try to be a little bit fucking happier. Uh, I, I have so much wonderful stuff in my life. I have a great girlfriend. I have a wonderful family. I have I love my body and the way that I look and I, I have nothing I would want to change about that. I've just been kind of maintaining for a while. I have a great apartment. Uh, and so why wouldn't that make someone happy? Right. Why, why would I ever not be happy with all that shit? Right. You know, what do I have to complain about? How could some fuckhead on Twitter undo all of that? By telling me I'm not funny. How is that going to get it get to me so much? Right. So I think those are, my resolution is to, um, is to ignore the haters in a way and be a little bit happier. Is that, I feel like that's too broad though. I need something specific. That's fine. That, that, like for you, that is specific because you're a guy who you are good at actively uh, accomplishing the thing that you set out to accomplish. But this is a little and I think that this is why it being broad is is challenging is because it's hard to actually actively attack something like that sometimes. Yeah. You're like, well, if I do this, if I do this, if I do this, but it's not this in your situation, it's not necessarily about action. It's about sort of your outlook. And like you said, like appreciating things mm -hmm. uh, in a way that you feel is healthy mm -hmm. and makes you happy. Right. You know? Yeah, that's true. I think I think also I have a very uh, I have different goals than resolutions. Mm -hmm. For me, those are two different things. And yeah, my no, goals are that. concrete goals, and I have concrete right. goals. Uh, you know, but every year that I've set concrete goals, they haven't happened. And I can look back on my concrete goals for this past year, and it was like get JFL, get passed to the cellar, get a late night spot, eh, 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 over <laughs> three. 
So uh, maybe that's not a very healthy activity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, I mean, people always tell me that you should have goals and you this and that. And I, I, I find them to be helpful sometimes, but sometimes I just don't have any fucking goals. And you know what? Who fucking like, I'm happy. Like, I don't give a shit. And things just continue to like trend upward for me to some degree. Fucking knock on wood. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know if that's wood. Uh, but yeah. Um, like, I don't like whatever, you know what I mean? Who says that you have to wake up so motivated and so energetic. Like I'm motivated. I have things that I kind of broadly aspire to that I think will make me happy, but like I don't really make specific goals mm. and I don't think I'm gonna. I thought of a resolution. It is. To become more flexible. Physically flexible? Stretching. Oh. My hips are a joke. You start hitting the yoga mat? Dude, I don't know if it's yoga or just being a little bit more conscious of actually stretching after my workouts. I think that would go a long way. You stretch before them usually? I, I, I'm pretty good about warming up my body before I work out, but but not not as good as I could be. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I just know that my hip mobility, all this stuff is going to get harder and more painful and more com- uncomfortable as I get older. So, you know, might as well start trying to dig into it now while I have the energy. Right. Right. That's a big thing. Yoga would be nice. Are you, you're not, are you flexible? No, but I do yoga a lot. You do? Yeah. Classes? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. How often do you go? Twice a week. What the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, dude. Yeah. That's impressive. Twice a week. Uh, I'm very inflexible. So if I don't do yoga, it will definitely limit, I've noticed that it limits my the quality of my life. Mm. Like I'll just be in pain for no reason. Like I don't want that. I don't want that to happen. So I've, I've, and I also, I went for the kind of the flexibility and the workout stuff, but I stayed for the other shit, like the peacefulness and the peace of mind. And it feels like it's a very healthy activity for me Mm. to kind of just like have that moment. And it doesn't happen every time. Sometimes I'm preoccupied. Having an Apple Watch doesn't help where my texts pop up. Oh, probably get take that it out off. of there. I what are you doing? Take it off. I got to take it off. Ooh, I got a good one. Here's a good one. We should all set a goal to get our our, we, our daily screen time use on our phones below three hours. Isn't yours already? Mine's at two hours and 34 yeah. minutes right now. You, yours, mine's horrible. But Chris's, like, Chris's has to be bad. Because well, he's everybody always... says mine has to be bad. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you being as efficient with the so-called work that you have to do on your phone as you need? Because we can track your app right, usage. Enough. And if I see, Chris, that your usage of your phone is primarily on YouTube, well, that's a whole <laughs> right. different Beast. What's the difference between me being on my phone and me being on my computer? It's the same thing. I have on your computer. It's not. It's app. not different. It's not different at oh, all. I'm sorry, so, it's not the same. My fault. Yeah. It's different because the phone you never have a break from, and the computer it's computer time. You're on yeah. your computer. But I'm doing the same things on my phone that I'm on my computer. Computers are the books of phones. What? No. They no. Are. They, they are. are. They're, not, they're the not, books of screens. Listen, I understand. And whatever, if it works for you, great. But I think that having that break, like I, when I wake up in the morning, I dread looking at my phone. Oh, yeah. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to see messages. I, my, I don't want to respond. I don't want to fucking do anything. I don't want to do it. I've started putting my phone in a different room and setting my alarm. You have a manual alarm. So I, I can't look at my I can't get my phone when I get out, wake up in the morning and just lie in bed and 
fucking scroll for an hour mindlessly. God, I do that. So your screen time is in check then. Mine's your in stuff good is shape. in check. You don't really need a resolution, do you? Uh, I do think the mental health thing is pretty good, but I, I feel like I'm in a pretty good place right now. You're right. No, that's a good resolution. Yeah. That, that, sorry. My bad. My bad. That's good, Francis. Maybe, maybe, guys, here's a, here's a thought. Maybe my New Year's resolution for 2020 is to get engaged. Uh-oh. Now, nobody is going to tell my girlfriend about this episode. She stopped listening when we started talking about sex a few episodes back. And ladies that I'd bedded. But what about that? Wouldn't that be quite a big deal? I mean, you're in control of that. No, no, no. Hey, guys, back off. Okay, I'm not fucking ready yet. Jesus Christ. We've only been dating like a year and three months. She doesn't even live with me. We don't have a dog yet. There's a lot of things that need to happen before we fucking get on my knee like Colin Kaepernick or whatever. And fucking, uh, you know, propose. Guys, lay off. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. They say that. Uh, marriages have a 35% chance of 35% higher chance of working out if the couple didn't live together before they were engaged. Who says that? I don't know. Some, God weekly. <laughs> no, some, I, I, someone's Christian parents. This is through word of mouth. <laughs> so maybe it's not that reliable, but uh-huh. listen, man, you could, uh, I don't think, I don't think 2020 is the year that I get. Engaged. You said it, pal. I just, I wanted to throw a curveball at you guys. Okay. Could be the year that I get a dog. Can you imagine if we had a puppy around? How fun would that be? Are you a dog person, G? I am. I love dogs. Are you? I get the sense you definitely. No, I've never had a dog my entire life, but I love them and I want one. Man, Same. you Same. need one. You need I one. I know in my your dad's life. like afraid of every animal ever, mm. so I've never. Had Again, one. very Italian. Wow, Francis. Interesting. He got bit in the face by oh, well, a dog when he was little. For sure. so. Yeah, that's. That's just normal fear. That like that's yeah. not necessarily Italian. Yeah, I, I would I would have that same phobia. Italian, <laughs> yeah. I tell you, sitting, sitting cross-legged on the couch like Chris's Italian. Yeah, my uh, feet are freezing, Fran- bro. Chris has the most mobile hips of all the three of us. Sure does. I can't sit like that. Sure does. Can you? Uh, not really. Probably not. Um, dude, what do you usually do on New Year's? Oh, good question. Uh, New York City, I try to avoid. Same, I try not to be here. It is, it's a, it's a mess, dude. Um, but this year I'm going skiing. I like going skiing at New Year's. That's kind of become my thing. That's cute. It's good. I, you know, couple ski trip, it's fun. That's a good way to do it. I'll tell you what. The only time I have been in New York City for New Year's in the past five years, I sat in my bed, and I was watching the SAG Award screeners with a little dog, who I was dog sitting by myself Oof. and the dog vomited on my face <laughs> he's a little dog and this is must have been at like 12 15 in the evening like it just the new year had just turned oh. and the dog vomited on my face while i was watching some like sad fucking screener movie and uh that was rough actually no i was watching the florida project Remember that movie? Oh, I did. I watched that movie, movie where it's like oh, they live in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty fucked up movie. But yeah, yeah. So that was like a kind of not. That wasn't a great. Yeah, you, that's a recipe for suicide. Everything you just named. Everybody was on vacation. I was alone. It was sad. But I plan on not being here uh, this year as well. Gotcha. No. Uh, Skiing's fun. Skiing is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You got a lot of good stuff going on. Your life is, is shaping up nicely. Yeah, I hope if you so. Man. Trace to where you are today versus where you were one year ago. Lots of different positive advancements. I agree with that. I agree, man. I agree. So hopefully we can keep it. Uh, yeah, keep it cooking. What are you gonna do for New Year's? 
Well, you got to hang out with your girl, right? So we're going to be in Palm Springs. Oh, damn. And we're actually flying back on the red eye. So I think I'll be in the airport for eight years. Jesus Christ. Wait, and, you and your girl? Yeah. And the only reason why we booked that flight is she thought she had to be at work and she doesn't now. So I don't know, whatever. But I don't really care. It'll be fun. It'll be a unique way to bring in the new year. I've never done it that way. You can kiss her <laughs> at the airport. And kiss her on the plane. One of the most romantic places to kiss somebody. Can you get in trouble for joining the Mile High Club when it's New Year's? Wow. What if I put a mistletoe in the airplane in the airplane bathroom? I join the Mile High Club almost on every flight I do. I just do it alone. Oh, you get in there and crank one out? Oh yeah. Gotta. Gotta. You know, it's that's that's how you avoid uh get having your ears pop from the pressure. You know it's funny, I don't even believe him. I think he's making this up. This I is a cra- this is a crazy thing to be making up. Like Francis just becomes the guy who jerks off on flights. I jerk off on a lot of planes. I do. You do? Yeah. I'm very gentlemanly about it. I make sure to clean it up. Of course, you know. I'm definitely not the only one. Definitely not. Dude, there's something about being on an airplane that just makes me bored and then need to clean up the tank. I regret my my ex-girlfriend. Actually, the one who I told that story about where I I, uh, lied about the, Mm -hmm. the model thing. Um, she had a a plane, a private plane. Yeah. And we flew on it a couple of times by ourselves, but we were in a fight both times. I never joined the mile high club when I had the opportunity. Um, and I would like to at some point while I'm alive. Damn dude. Maybe that's my, my goal for 20. Yeah. Well there, I think there are some good ways because you can get in huge trouble for doing it. Right. But how the fuck can they catch you? Well, they see you coming out of the uh, bathroom with cum on your shirt. Well, what if you say my girlfriend has actually vomited? That this cum? is the way you you, say you, you go up sick. and you say my girlfriend is really sick. I'm so sorry. Can I go in and hold her hair while she pukes? And then the flight attendant hopefully will say sure. And then you got to be quick. Right. Got to be quick about it. I have a couple of friends who are real fucking turkeys. And they have this like turkey being a a a, a, a word for turkey for a person who's just a fucking moron. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, you want to know the thing you do on flight? Tip the waitress twenty bucks at the begin at the flight attendant. I'm like, yeah, dude, she's not a waitress. First of all, yeah, they go tip the flight attendant twenty bucks. She'll give you free booze the whole flight. No, she won't. Like, that's so stupid, dude. No, no, no. He didn't even say twenty bucks. He's like, ch- give her chocolate. You don't have money? Give her some. Give her some candy. Dude, is your buddy, like, fucking living in the 1910s? Zach McGovern. I'm throwing him under the bus. Wow, okay. I think this is some real turkey material. That is real jive turkey material. So, I would like to to know from people here if they have tried that before. If they have tried tipping the flight attendant in candy and then receiving (laughs) alcohol for free in return. I can't imagine that working. Have you ever, I had a flight attendant just slip me a napkin with her phone number on it once. Oh, wow. That's never happened to me, but that's... And I wasn't even being particularly receptive to her cordiality. It was just, you know... Maybe she she liked that you were playing hard to get. Yeah, but the flight attendant is such a, what a sexy job. You know? Oh, it is. And they typically look really good. Yeah. I yeah. took an Alaskan flight. Mm. And I was blown away by how attractive the entire staff was. You know where the staff is not attractive? Where? Aer Lingus. Really? Oh, the Irish? Oh, my God. They're, they're rough? How? What is their dental plan like? Oh, how you doing? None of the flight attendants 
<laughs> they all look like they've been chewing rocks. Really? For fucking years. Yeah. Jesus. I've never flown Aer Lingus. You have? Yeah. Did you go to Ireland? Yeah, and and we, might, we fly it to Scotland. My, we always, I always go with my dad to play golf, and every single time he says we're flying Air Cunnilingus. Uh, and my mom doesn't like that joke at all. Mom Did you guys play St. Andrews? Yeah, we've played over there. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we've, we've been to Scotland a few times. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Anyway, everybody, let's... Uh, happy New Year. Happy fucking New Year, people. Good and luck. thanks for joining Oops! The Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this easy listening episode. Uh, and uh, hopefully you have a nice New Year's kiss out there. And uh, good luck in 2020. Wear a condom.